The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Just hear the sleigh bells jingling, ring, ding, tingling, I'm kidding. And we're not starting with the Christmas music yet. In fact, we're not doing Christmas anything yet. You know why? We have a whole other week. Because it's not even Thanksgiving yet. But um, Fred the Tree is not allowed to get decorated until later in the season this year. They they are still going to decorate, but it's not going to be during Thanksgiving. No, because Jake Gyllenhaal is filming a movie in the Florida Keys and they can't have the tree decorated. That's so much better. That's so much better. I love, so much. I love that the city of Key West had to be like, <clears throat> guys, I don't know who the fuck is decorating this tree every year, but you can't fucking do it until this day because we have to film It's not movie. an official city thing. Oh, no. No, it's a bunch of fucking weirdos in boats who literally... Oh, because by the way, you can't get to this part of the bridge by walking. You have to get there by boat and scale the side of the bridge because they blew up part of it. So in True Lies, when they blow up that part of the bridge, that part of the bridge already doesn't exist. They built a fake version of it to blow up for the movie. They literally took out that section of the bridge to keep people off of it. Okay, because you've posted about Fred the Tree being decorated Mm -hmm. for Christmas before. I thought... Oh no you know no! That, like that cities not... start putting shit up. No right? no. Like, the oh, official... I, I, I don't believe it's a city sanctioned thing. I think it's literally just it started Kat's as a group just of rolling idiots. Your eyes and be like laughing at this <laughs> nonsense. We do get to see Fred the tree though because we're uh, flying into Miami and driving down next week. I That's can't like awesome. oh shit we got to fucking record again. <laughs> yes we do. Yikes. Okay. Um, I also I realized that. Kat and I are both currently drinking eggnog, which we discussed before we actually started hitting record. And yeah. then I was like, wait a minute, which whatever. Is your spiked? Mine spiked. No, it is not. Spiked? Hers doesn't even have dairy in it. Yeah, well, because can... the other kind makes me poop. <laughs> I love you so much. And by the I would way, assume that's why there wouldn't be dairy. The, I like the lactate, but I have discovered that the oat milk one is fantastic yes. cinnamon in there there is some nutmeg going on in there it is oat milk better. is my favorite alternative milk mine too it's so good and by the way if i'm gonna spike my eggnog i'm putting hennessy in there because of I did course that one you year, are it was delicious of course so, you are because i'm black on the inside it's true you have black so, on the inside on occasion stop <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, it's 8:45. Why is it? Okay, yeah. So it is late. We need to get started. Holy shit! I did just get a Ross Geller like quiet situation. So you know. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> to be fair, this wall is where my kid sleeps. So oh, maybe, yes, maybe fair, I sh- fair. should take that under consideration. These headphones are very good and do block out so much sound, so I cannot hear myself. 
them on your kid. It'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> anyway, what had happened freaking was... Time. <laughs> yes, the dead of freaking time. Uh, what had happened was... All that had happened was I was too lazy to write this crap down, even though it took us a billion years to try to record this. So what I remember is... <laughs> This is the My, uh, season 10, just for the record. This is yeah. the beginning beginning of every single episode so far. Yes. Yeah, well, I've been lazy. I work, people. I got other things I have to do. It's like, fine. It wasn't I a judgment, to... just a comment. Yeah. yeah, no, I was just like, this. the, the like, running theme of this season has been Kat doesn't write anything down and every episode is late. So, like, I, hey, I, I think it's... this last week was on time. Thank it you was on time. It wasn't. It, it was on time. Well, even though I was on vacation, I, I feel bad about it. I really do, but the no, circumstances have changed. Yes, every everything. Fuck, I'm back for in the our office. listeners' sake. I am doing a two-person job by myself now, so you know what? Writing down stuff for a podcast is not on my list We're of priorities. We're not judging you. We're not judging no, no, you. Nobody's judging. Nobody's judging. I'm just saying. No, oh, and I, you honestly, like last week, you said that, and then like nailed the whole episode. Like it was fine. Yeah. It just makes me laugh that it's how you start every. Well, I didn't write it down, so. Well, I didn't. Also, I think I did kind of address this last week, so I apologize for some repetition, which I've noticed I do a lot of. So, haha, <laughs> ADHD. Sorry, guys. Um, one of the issues I think we're having with this season is that we also do not want it to end. Um, so there is some procrastination, Speak I think. for yourself. I want to know how this shit ends. I want Fair. it to end. Fair. Um, but there has also been a lot of other things going on with people going out of town. Cat's uh, workload increased dramatically. Uh, I got a new boss and back in the office once a week and my workload exploded exponentially. Hannabeth has been working significantly more and also had to ramp up a bunch of stuff before going on a vacation with the jasons and there was like a lot of things going on also hi if i if any of you are listening i don't think anybody does still but that's okay uh, they were all asking me all the questions about the podcast last week while i was editing fine. on our trip for context i think i talked about them early on when i first started early, talking early um but the jasons are a group of women none of them are named jason in any capacity um it's named we named our group after the joke from season two. god damn it hold please fuck you hey uh is that a shot yes it is just so y'all are aware (laughs) halo turns 21 today so he's making me take a shot. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> like Halo in the game? Uh, episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, tequila does not mix with eggnog. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Micah's face literally just came in from like top right. And it's just like, excuse me. <laughs> walked in and I, I i was like oh am i being loud again and i just see him like turn the corner and he's just like, <laughs> like holding up two, up? Shot glasses. two shot glasses holding up with his eyes open like super big with this huge ass <laughs> grins across his face anyway happy birthday that's on par for this. buddy <laughs> but anyway the jasons it's a joke from season two of what season two of uh Fan- what was Potterotica, which is now fangasm um where uh it's the season where 
Draco is the cro- cock critiquer. Yes. And there's this kid in the class who's named Jason. Actually, he's not named Jason, but the hosts keep forgetting it. And so it's like this running joke of like this forgettable person. Anyway, we named ourselves after that because we all met because of this podcast five years ago this week. Aww. And so we uh, all got together for the first time. Like, we live in the literal four corners of the United States, and 11 of us descended on this tiny-ass town in Kansas um, and crafted. I made a whole quilt, which was super fun, um, and edited a podcast because that was part of what I did uh, while other people were doing shit. Made, like, cups that say JC so 2022. Fun. Sweatshirts. Did all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, it was super fun. So um, what had happened was... Yeah, somebody has a cricket in that group. Anyways, yes. <laughs> um, from what I remember, several, several Maya was threatening Rita Skeeter and the whole Daily Prophet. <laughs> I forgot this is where we were at in this story. Yeah, and saying like, when I buy this paper and all that stuff, and then Rita Skeeter's being her normal butt face self because she thinks that Hermione is sleeping with everybody and all this crap. And there was something that happened with Harry, I think, because he was there, but I don't remember what happened with that. And then I guess the owner of the Daily Prophet, like, showed up. And then, apparently, at the very end, we're going to Little Whinging, I guess. And then I told Claire that I thought that she was going to ask Rita if she could swim, but apparently not. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that was the episode. Um, her Maya went and was like, "Hey, remember that time I told you not to fuck with me? Um, I meant it." And then she told Mister Cuff, uh, to fuck off and uh, that she was gonna buy his paper. And then she and Remus were like, Maya was like, "All right, check that off my list. Now off to the Dursleys." Which brings us to Chapter One Hundred Forty One: Family Matters. October 19th, 1998. Maya remembered that when she had gone to Australia to say one last goodbye to her muggle parents at the end of the war, Harry had been handling a few family matters of his own, having requested that the Order help get his aunt, uncle, and cousin back into their home on Privet Drive. He wanted to move them himself, but he was unable to even walk past the front gates of Grimold Place without being attacked by the press disguised as muggle paparazzi. Then there was the fact that he was not ready to face the Dursleys himself so soon after everything he had gone through. Sirius admitted that he had not gone with the order to Little Whinging, too worried about what he might say or do to the Muggles. Arthur was one of the few who volunteered to go to Surrey, as he considered himself to have a decent rapport with the Dursleys. (laughs) Sorry. My figure... (laughs) He does, but they do not. (laughs) He has a great relationship with them. It's... If they don't have a great relationship, yeah. Yeah, no. I will say, because of that relationship, one of the top scenes from the books that I am pissed didn't make it into the movies is the scene where the fireplace? all of yes, they all come busting out of the fireplace. Uh, Ten tongue toffee. Yeah, in book four, right? Um, mm, yeah, because it's no, it's four. It's when they come pick him up for oh for um, the for the World Cup. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking it was five, because that's when they <clears throat> really took off with skiving, 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 skiving. Yeah, but they yeah. were in development that whole school year, remember? Because oh, that's why okay. he gives them the. That's why he gives. Them that's the money why he gave them been... the money from the Triwizard Tournament, which again they, they actually left out of the books. Um, yeah, because I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you are in the books, Cat, but 
Harry gave all of his winnings from the Triwizard Tournament to the twins, and that's where how they started Where am I in there. the books? You know where I am? Oh, no. I am still in book two, chapter one, because I haven't picked up that iPad Called in it. so long. <laughs> do we need to get Let uh, it ke- cat, the book audiobooks for Christmas? Is that what we should do? Sorry, when I am I going to have time I, to listen I, to this? I barely have time to finish my podcast I'm listening to during my lunch break. I listen to it while I work, but um, I do too. I can't do that because uh, I have to answer the phone because I work gross. in an office. If I was at home, I would totally do that. When I went to my cousin's wedding, I got through so many episodes on a plane. Like Fair. that was the, my only me time to finish my stuff. I also I, why tiny- am I talking like this? <laughs> oh my god. But also for you live on a tiny ass island, so it's not like you have a commute. commute. I yeah, her, her, her commute's ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, oh mine's like God. mine's like fifteen or twenty, depending on how the lights hit. But I still, but I also live my, at work. Yeah, I today I was like, wow, my commute wasn't that bad. It was only forty eight minutes, <laughs> which isn't that bad. But it's because I left my house at five a.m. and there was no traffic on the way Gross. home. It took me an hour ten, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so, so yes, uh, I Are definitely have legally acquired versions of the audiobooks that give no money to JKR that I may be able to send you. Um, mm, <clears throat> nice. Anyway, the dead of time. Arthur was one of the few who volunteered to go to Surrey as he considered himself to have a decent rapport with the Dursleys. Maya figured that he was either happy to ignore, or completely unaware of, the Muggles' disdain for wizards, and the Weasleys in particular, considering their past interactions. I like to believe that uh, Arthur is completely aware of how much they hate him, and that is why he continues to do this shit. Take a breath, you're reading so fast. So fast. Okay. He had returned to Grimold Place to inform Harry that his family had been successfully moved back into their home. When Harry had gone off to bed, Arthur confessed to Sirius that the home on Privet Drive had been almost completely demolished and had to have immense repairs done before the muggles could be moved back in. It had taken an extra week, and the Dursley parents had complained about it to anyone who would hear of it. Imagine having somebody be like, yeah, we're going to completely rebuild your house, and they're just bitching. Like, uh, we could have left you there to die, but okay, whatever. So many people when natural disasters hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway. <sighs> the very moment that the keys to the newly restored, fully furnished home were handed over, Vernon Dursley angrily demanded that all the freaks were to leave his bloody property, and if they even dared to come back, they would shortly be in for it. Maya could feel Sirius quivering with excitement as they apparated outside of the small, quiet park in Little Whinging. They paused before continuing on in order to transfigure her features to age her twenty years so that she no longer resembled Harry's friend from school. Sirius waved his wand, shortening her hair a touch and adding a few laugh lines around her eyes and mouth. He had suggested some grey streaks to her locks, to which she asked if he was going to do the same to himself, and he surrendered immediately. You look sexy old. (laughs) That line cracks me up every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but can we talk about how unfair it is that men get progressively more attractive (sighs) until they hit, like, 60? Like, what the fuck? At least. At least. Like, I was literally talking, who was I talking with, like, literally yesterday about how Stanley Tucci is, like, Getting really hot. hot. Yeah. 
Um, Robert Downey Jr., way hotter now than he was in his 20s. Well, that's um, because he was high as fuck yeah, in his 20s fair. and looked psycho. Fair. Um, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson. Um, I don't uh, think Keanu Reeves is hotter, but that's just me. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, well, uh, Witcher, Henry Cavill. Mm. That that man just keeps getting better. J- Jason Momoa is much cuter now than he was when he was in his 20s as well. I just, they, they like get more chiseled in the face, I feel like. I feel like the baby fat takes longer to fall off a guy's faces and it just gets really hot when they get older but anyway um it's just because they look like competent men oh yeah but also when they have like the little flecks of gray at their ears again competent men also jimmy starting to get little flecks of gray (laughs) i'm pretty sure they're for me but it's fine (laughs) i have none so clearly he doesn't stress me out I, I lied. I've had two. He plucked both of them out of my head to laugh and to show me because he's an asshole, but it's fine. Anyway, the dead of time. <laughs> you look sexy old. So do you, she said and winked at him. He scowled at her in reply and she laughed. They knocked softly on the door and when it opened to reveal a tall, broad-shouldered young muggle, my and Sirius both relaxed somewhat at the sight of Dudley Dursley. The boy must have recognized their robes because his eyes widened in fear and concern. You, is Harry okay? The words and expression caught them both entirely off guard, and Maya smiled. You must be Dudley, she said sweetly, trying to remember that she currently looked to be in her late thirties, and he would see her as an authority figure rather than a peer. Harry is quite safe. Surprised that you'd care, Sirius said questioningly, eyeing the boy. Dudley looked down, nervously. I just... We didn't get to see him when we moved back, is all. No one would really tell us much about what happened. May we come in? Maya asked, politely. Dudley looked around nervously, eyeing the driveway and the lack of cars on the street before slowly nodding. My parents are back soon. Went to lunch with some friends, he informed them as he opened the door, gesturing to the sitting room. Um, tea? No, thank you, Maya said as she took a seat on the sofa, motioning for Sirius to sit beside her. We'll try to be quick. I imagine your parents wouldn't be too happy to find us here when they return. Who is this kid and what did he do with Dudley? Why are you being so nice? Fucking There is an explanation. Movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Towards the end of book seven, Sudley realizes he's an asshat and apologizes to Harry. It's not much of an apology, but he is clearly on the path towards redemption and trying to get away from his parents' dickishness towards Harry. It's the same thing Draco did. It's Correct. recognizing that your parents it's were very in the wrong. similar, very similar, and Re- trying to distance themselves from that. Yes, and trying to right the wrongs. Mm-hmm. It, it's like the kid who grew up with racist parents, and one day went, "Oh, this isn't how we're supposed to treat people," and tries to make up for it by 
apologizing by being kind and the people who were formerly insulted by this family may be a little taken aback, but as long as you keep doing the right thing, eventually people will realize you're changed, which is nice. You hope. If they don't, well, hmm. <sighs> to quote a good friend, uh, harm does not require intent. So keep Ooh. that in mind. I don't it, like that. That's, that feels uncomfy. Because uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I... Dislike. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. And I was like, it, it frustrates me because I know the intent wasn't there, but the harm happened anyway. And he was Ooh. like, well, harm doesn't require intent. And I went, fuck. Uh, that that is correct <laughs> you you would be right there friendo um so yeah that lives in my head rent free um you don't seem to mind us or, bleh, what the fuck was that That's really Does weird cadence live in your mind rent free it's not long enough to stay long enough to stay <laughs> fuck you it's all transient <laughs> it's fine <laughs> That should give you an idea of how impactful that line is. I did have to ask him to repeat it. I was like, there was something you said that I said I wanted to tuck away and remember forever. And then he told me a second time. And then I like just repeated it over and over in my head. And now because I have that memory of it, now it's there. So, eh. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Dudley laughed nervously. <laughs> you could say that. You don't seem to mind us. Sirius observed. Curious. Harry saved my life, from what the folks that moved us out and then back in again said. I guess he did a lot more than rescue me that one time from those, uh, cloaked things. Dementors, Maya provided. Dudley bobbed his head, his face paling slightly. Sirius, albeit hesitantly, said, I was attacked by them too. Spent twelve years in a, a building filled with them. I know how you feel. Eyes wide as he took in the statement, Dudley muttered, Twelve bloody hell. So, um, how is Harry? He's good. Starting a career as an Auror. It's a highly trained position in law enforcement, Maya explained. He lives in London. I could give you the address, or at least a way to contact him if you'd like. Dudley thought about it for a moment, and then nodded. His attention turned to Sirius, anxiously looking him over. You're his godfather, then? How'd you know that? Remember your face. You were on the telly a lot a few years back. Then Harry comes home from that school of his, saying how you were his godfather and dad better start... Dudley stopped mid-sentence and cleared his throat. <clears throat> just, just that, er, uh, that you were his godfather and such. He then turned his attention to Maya and asked, You his godmother, then? Maya laughed softly. Something like that. I'm Maya Potter. Dudley's jaw dropped. Potter? But Mum and Dad said... That Harry didn't have any other family? He nodded. Said that was why we, er, they had to take him in. Taking Sirius's hand in her own, Maya sighed. Unfortunately, we were unable to take care of Harry when he needed us the most. We're very happy to finally be back in his life. Harry's father, James, is... was... my brother. 
There was an awkward silence that filled the room, and Maya searched for anything to distract from it. Her attention fell on the school bag in the corner, and she smiled. You're in uni? Yeah, he confirmed, a happy expression crossing his face. Clearly, the subject was something he enjoyed speaking about. Barely got through, to be honest. I wasn't too good at the testing, and Dad thought it had to be something to do with the, uh, you know, he said, his gaze falling on Sirius, unable to bring up the Dementors by name again. Said it wasn't my fault. I knew better, of course, but I wasn't going to tell him that. Still got in, though. Congratulations, Maya smiled, wishing Lily had been there to hear the news about her nephew. That's a wonderful achievement. It's all right. Dudley shrugged. I like it better there than at my job. Where are you working? Sirius asked. Grunnings. My dad got me the job. He's in sales. I'm not very good at it, but it, it pays for my flat. I only stop by here to do my wash. Are you attending class full time? Maya questioned. Dudley shook his head. Can't afford to just now. Not unless I move back home he said with a wince. The idea was clearly not an option. Maybe in a year or two, once I've saved up some. Dudley, I want you to write your school's information down for me and mail it to this address, Maya said, pulling a piece of paper and pen from her purse and noting down the muggle mailbox that all the residents of Grimold Place used when they needed to correspond with the muggle world. She handed the boy the paper and smiled. Dudley took it, looking confused. Um, can I ask what's this for? You're going to quit that job you hate and attend the university you love, full-time, Maya informed him. We're going to pay for your education. We are? Sirius asked, shocked, and Maya pinched his thigh. Ow, fuck! I, I mean, we are. Of course we are. Yes, and since we know what your parents would say about you accepting money from people like us. She barely prevented herself from rolling her eyes. Sirius did not even try to stop himself. You're going to tell them that you want a special scholarship. I imagine they'll be so proud of you that they won't ask too many questions. Dudley's eyes were wide. What? I mean, why? Because... Because Lily would have offered it to you, Maya said, swallowing back several emotions as they rose to the surface. Your aunt was the kindest person I've ever met, and family meant the world to her. I think she would have been very pleased to know that you were furthering your education. Suddenly, there was the sound of a car door shutting outside. Shit, Dudley muttered, and stood up immediately, securing the mailing address away in the pocket of his jeans. I, um, I don't suppose that you'd take the offer back over whatever my parents might say when they walk in the door? Maya shook her head. The offer stands, I promise. Perhaps give us a chance to have a chat with your folks. I haven't seen them in twenty years. And I did actually come to try and catch up. Make peace. We're all still family, technically. Dudley nodded, but looked uneasy at the same time. When the door opened and Vernon and Petunia stepped inside, the portly muggle man first caught sight of Maya and her robes, and his face turned red. "'What are you people doing here?' he bellowed, slamming the front door behind him. "'Get out! I told you lot to stay away!' 
I have no what idea where this voice came from. What accent is I, that? That's not the accent. I can't remember what his accent was you at the wedding. You sound like you're about to be like, hey, you kids, get off my lawn. That's like, exactly. Well, that is Vernon, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, <clears throat> isn't he supposed to be British? That, well, yeah, but so I didn't make this. I was about to say all the characters are British, so technically I Americanized all of them. Um, I can't remember what his accent was at the wedding, so we're just going to assume he aged 20 years and got grumpier. And turned okay. into a get off of my lawn kind of guy. Anyway. Okay. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. This is your gift. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hannah Beth is trying so hard. Mm-hmm. It's just a big smile with no teeth. Oh, and there's the teeth. Now she just looks like she's <clears throat> trying to... She's literally just baring her teeth. It's less smiley. It was more like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smile and wave, boy. Smile and wave. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, God damn it. I just skipped ahead and now. I've got Bluey in my head and you'll understand why in a second. Um, Petunia rushed towards Dudley, grabbing his head in her hands and hugging it tightly. It created an awkward sight as the large boy, who stood a good foot taller than his mother, was angled down, his cheek against her chest as she stroked his hair. Oh, Dittums, are you all right? What did they do to you? I hate it so much. Also, sorry, Petunia, there is a turn of thought here. Uh, Mike is watching Andor right now, mm-hmm. and it took him, it took me pointing out to him, and also a full 30 seconds after I was like, do you know who that is? For him to realize that the, one of the main actresses in it is the actress that played Petunia. Because she looks wildly different. Yeah. Also, she's 15 years older, yes. so. Anyway. It's like when I made the connection that the hand of the king in uh dance with dragons was the same awkward mm-hmm. roommate from notting hill it was like I- i'm sorry what mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what anyway the dead of time oh the fancy fuck shirt guy yes mm-hmm. yes uh-huh. plays a very like stoic political figure like a chief of staff for a king and is super serious. Oh God, he looks nothing like you need to see not the pictures. The, not he, the same at he all. He does not look. It doesn't help that he was blonde in that movie, and he's you know brunette and like gray and dance grizzled. Dragons, he's the, the definition of grizzled. House of Dragon, there is. Yeah, but he just. It's such. It blew my freaking mind when I made the connection. I was like, oh. she texted me like, "Did you know this?" <laughs> and I literally put the two of them next to each other. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, no, the Didums thing. I was like, yeah, Bluey. Anyway. Yeah, it's just like, anybody see thing? Cabinet of uh, Curiosities on Netflix? Anybody? Not no? yet. Not yet. No. I need to. Guillermo del Toro, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rupert Grint is in the sixth episode. Oh. And mm. he's got his red hair still, but in the front, they dyed it like this blonde, and he looked funny. And I was like... Wait, who is that? And then I was like, oh, wait, the credits said Rupert Grant. Oh, my God. What did they do to his hair? Hmm. I've never seen it, and I already hate it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a very weird show. It's only eight episodes, and the seventh one doesn't make any sense compared to the rest of them. Fair. Hmm. So it's it's very odd show, and the the um the seventh one is way too much cocaine for me. Like that was just way too much cocaine. Noted. Like, yeah. Okay. It, it was a lot. Someone at work told me about it, and then Kenny and I started watching it. And now apparently I have to watch Pan's Labyrinth. But anyways, I've still never seen that. Uh, all I know is that David Bowie's in it. That's all I got. No, too. that's huh? Labyrinth. Oh. This is Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen either. Seen either. Labyrinth are different. See, I always get Pan's Labyrinth mixed up with the Dark Crystal. I, I don't seen know that either. I ha- it, it's been freaking ages. My sister liked that movie, but um, also a fun fact: Harvard and Yale pulled out of the U.S. news rankings. Um, so, long story short, nobody believes in those rankings anymore and just ignored them. Uh, it, it was because Columbia paid to be first. Is that connected to a general thought? Oh, no. New York Times just popped up on my phone. Okay. I was like, <laughs> where is the train connecting to that? What the oh, fuck yes. just oh, happened? God, sorry. Porpoising or whaling or whatever the fuck it's called. Yes. Porp- just like how the other day at our group chat, you asked me if I had seen Love is Blind and then you started talking about something else. And then you're like, back to that. And I'm like, when did we? I don't understand what okay, happened The context here. there is that I have deep dived way too hard into Love is Blind and she was actively talking to me about it and then realized that she should loop you into the conversation. And then when you hadn't seen it, she said, never mind. And went back to just talking to me about it. That's what you meant yes, in context. Which- both of you do all of the time because Claire starts it all of the time when you're talking about stuff that you should be mm-hmm. talking about amongst yourself that have nothing to do with me. And I'm just like, this mute button is my best friend. She just because... doesn't, she wants to make sure that you don't feel left out and you're most of the time just like, I do not give a singular shit. Exactly. So I appreciate the thought, but I don't care. Noted. Noted. You can just say, I don't care. Go back to your own group. And, yeah, we, and, can and we will. Away. We will. You will not hurt either of our feelings. Nope. Well, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, because sometimes I really don't care, and I just push the mute button <laughs> and let you do what you want, but then other times I'm kind of entertained, but other than that, like, it just depends. Okay. Well, just, it's That's an fair. option. Yes. But I, I'm just saying that mute button is a great feature. <laughs> it, it, is. it is. I use it a lot. It, all the time. It, especially when you all start talking when I'm about to go to bed, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't hear the dingy sound oh, while oh, I'm trying no. to get REM. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, Nine o'clock I... every single night, my phone goes on do not disturb mode and does not switch back until 6 a.m. Yeah, my if, phone if you doesn't are, do not disturb too. If you are on my short list, which is limited to immediate family and cat, um, then it will ring. Otherwise, you have to call twice inside of 15 minutes, and then it will ring. But no, no, mm-mm, absolutely not, because I'd never sleep. Especially not with By the, the fucking way, millennial I'm starting to get chat. eczema on my other leg now. I've only had eczema on my right leg. It's starting to get on my left leg. I don't know what's happening. That has nothing to do with anything. I just felt like saying that. <laughs> I, I, appreciate I that. had to go back to the doctor for eczema because mine's been really bad lately on my hands. Like, yeah, ble- I, like I bleeding. Need, I need Hannah stop. Beth to send me more of her boob milk because that actually kind of <laughs> helped when we were in Orlando. So I kind of <laughs> need like eczema <laughs> milk. That's, if that's, you're for real, I, I can. <laughs> that dry ice, I can ship it to you with some dry ice. <laughs> yeah, and this since I'm not home a- during the day, my mom's going to be like, what the crap is this? I just, I do appreciate, I totally forgot that I 
<laughs> gave you some of that when we were in Orlando. Yeah. I it forgot does help this. though. It, it yeah. does. I T- tasted like Wait. water fixed my rash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. It tasted, tasted like water. It tasted like water because it was 104 outside yes. and it was hot as fuck. So it was mostly water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll just have to wait until Claire has another child to taste milk that's supposed to taste right. I mean, it tasted right for what we were doing. I do have like a a fuck it booby milk list in my head running of like things I want to make with extra milk. Like a, a booby milk latte because I have a, a milk steamer. But I'm trying trying to think of, I saw a TikTok that was like, so theoretically, you can separate the cream out. So you could make breast milk butter. You could make breast milk ice cream. Like that amount, my milk fat amount that separates is not, like it would take so much milk for it to be anything worthwhile. Yeah. But But the thought is there. But part of me is like, I need to make a list of things I should make with breast milk instead. I know a woman who used to make her child uh, breast milk Alfredo. I did tell Micah, who was sick when I left for my Jason's trip, I told him, like, if you're not better in a day or so, there is a couple of things in the freezer that are labeled as milk bath that I pumped whenever I was very intoxicated. So I'm not going to feed it to my kid. But, but you it's can perfectly, it. perfectly good milk and you could totally drink it if you want to use it for yourself. I don't know if he did or not, but I was like, you totally could. And you would probably help. Yes. Anyway, the dead of time. Did I'm right? What did they do to you? Um, <clears throat> nothing. Mom, I'm fine. Dudley insisted. His cheeks red with embarrassment. I'm going to be late for class. He breathed a sigh of relief when Petunia released him. They're Harry's family. Family? Vernon scoffed. That boy hasn't got any family. If he had, then we wouldn't have had to put up with... The man stopped, his eyes blinking a few times as he stared at the couple in front of him, evidently recognizing them both. It was lovely to meet you, Dudley, Maya said sweetly, offering the boy an out. Dudley nodded to Maya and Sirius, then leaned in to kiss his mother on the cheek before rushing out of the front door, making his escape before things got too bad. The moment the door shut, Maya's eyes blazed. Hello, Vernon, she said, all sweetness gone from her tone. You and I are going to have a nice, long chat. Without a wand in her hand, she magically locked all of the doors and windows and shut the drapes. Can you fucking imagine how terrifying that would be to walk in and find a stranger in your house? And she says that dead quiet. And just like with a flick of her hand, you just hear all the locks go. Oh, I fucking Especially know. because the last thing she said to you was an unmitigated threat upon your person. Yes. Um, that that you did not hold up your end of the bargain to. Yes. <laughs> uh, while I'm reading, can you go look up the wedding episode and find this threat? Yes. I, I can't remember what chapter it is. Um, <clears throat> yes. I got it. Petunia made a dash for the next room, only to find herself faced off against a large black dog snarling viciously at her. You! Vernon shouted, his meaty fingers shaking in the air as he pointed at Maya. You! Vernon shouted, his meaty fingers shaking in the air as he pointed at Maya. You're 
Carter's sister. Maya, she said, reintroducing herself to the man, adding a little curtsy. It's been quite a number of years, Vernon, but I thought our last chat would have left an impression. Something about you daring to hurt my family, if I recall. She said thoughtfully. Perfect. Uh, Okay, it's from Chapter 96, Vows and Agreements. So Maya has just realized and had all these memories that Harry has told her throughout their childhood of, like, living in a cupboard under the stairs and the birthday cakes that Harry received from friends because they gave him fucking grapefruit slices or, like, just other small things. Okay, right. I'd like to make an agreement with you, Maya offered, setting her glass of champagne on the table. When Vernon's mustache bristled, she held a hand up. Oh no, see, you have no need to speak right now, because I'll be saying my piece regardless of what you have to say. Her voice was calm and and collected, though she knew that her eyes were blazing. I promise you, Vernon Dursley, that you will hear nothing of our world or my kind, unless under the direst of circumstances, at which point you will be absolutely agreeable. If you are not, you will have me to deal with. Vernon glared at her, unafraid. It was very stupid of him. Am I supposed to feel threatened by a little girl like you? Yes, you are. When Vernon gaped at her, dumbstruck, his mouth opening and closing like a fish, Maya smiled at him. Mr. Dursley, my own kind have the intelligence to feel threatened by me, and they have wants to defend themselves. I know you struggle with intelligence, (laughs) she said plainly, ignoring the way Petunia gasped, so I will speak slowly and use small words. Leaning across the table, she made eye contact with the man, daring him to look away from her. Let me make something painfully clear to you. If you cause any member of my family a single moment of pain, I will use my freakish magic to go inside that little brain of yours and hollow the whole goddamn thing out. Anyway, and then that's when uh, Padfoot comes over with a bouquet next to Oh, that's right. Wait, he showed up as the dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But peed on Petunia and yes. carried Lily's bouquet to Maya. Yes. Good things. Good things. Um, I just, I made the dog connection because they just saw him again as the dog. Oh, yes, that's right. So, um, <clears throat> do you happen to remember what I said would happen to you if you did such a thing? Vernon paled. Sweat beating on his forehead. In the corner of the room, Petunia was screeching as Padfoot stepped closer. I'd be careful there, Petunia. Who knows if he's had all of his shots, Maya said with a chuckle, as Padfoot barked loudly, causing Petunia to scream and rush towards Vernon, attempting to hide behind her husband, who immediately tried to push her away from him. Now, Maya said calmly, I would like to point out something very interesting. See, there are two couples here in this room who have much in common. We do share a nephew, after all. And yet, despite being the horrible freak that I am, she sent Vernon a scowl, which he returned. I do not believe I have it in me physically, mentally, or emotionally to harm a child let alone an orphan. Padfoot growled. Petunia whimpered. Were I a heinous person, 
I would have done something terrible to your son while you were gone. The two of you certainly would deserve it. Luckily for you, I have a history of being able to forgive people who are bullies as children. It's not their fault, after all, that their parents were ignorant arses. Maya snapped. You two, however. You neglected Harry for years. He wasn't our responsibility, Vernon shouted. That old man just left him on our door and expected us to take him in. Just like that. Yes. Don't. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was so violent. That was so loud. Okay, she moved from like one side of the street all the way across. That was amazing. <laughs> That's usually me. Also, it was like just like such a tense moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Jesus. <clears throat> yes, Dumbledore overstepped in ways he clearly shouldn't have. A lot of people in the wizarding world did things that they shouldn't have when Harry was placed in your care. Right then. Vernon dipped his chin, as though the matter had been settled. Then go and deal with them! Maya smirked, deviously. I already have. They're all dead. Murdered. It was the truth, of course, though she let the implication that she had been the one to kill them hang in the air. Uh, fuck, I got lost. Because they were murdered. <laughs> Hang in the air while the Dursleys quivered in fear of her. Mm. Okay, never mind. All my psych fans will get that. Yes, no. Oh, no, no, I was I was trying not to go on in a distinctly deep other tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, applause for That's a good psych reference. It's, that's a good well psych done. reference. Yeah, A+. plus. Well, I listen to the podcast so every single time. Tim's like, they were murdered. <laughs> I didn't know they had a podcast. I feel like every actor who had a big show has now just made a podcast about it. But, like, I'm here for it. Well, him and Maggie, what's her face, do it together. Aww. And Cute. she reminds me of me because he's constantly like, Maggie, this is an audio podcast. They can't <laughs> hear you. I mean, see you. And I'm like, I feel very it's called cool. out right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay, quick tangent. Um, so I was in the office today. There is a guy who I work with who I, probably a year ago, I told my boss, I'm like, this guy's not a manager yet. I'm like, he needs to be. He's hungry for it. He wants it. He's going to do well. I'm like, I'd put money on this guy being a manager within the next year. And my boss was like, okay, we'll see. He's a manager now. So anyway, he and I have had a great relationship. We, you know, work together. We're very professional. I, you know, really appreciate everything he does. He appreciates everything I do. And we have had an extremely professional relationship for the last year. Today, I finally met him for the first time in person. And he's wearing one of those, like, ridiculous fuzzy hats with the ear flaps. But the ear flaps are up and, like, clipped. And I guess it's, like, a Russian hat or something like that. And he was talking to somebody else. And he, How cold was it this morning? Uh, 21, 22. Okay, that's acceptable. Thank you. Um, 
you know, it got real fucking cold real fucking fast. Why is your just, foot in the air? I just see Kat's foot like There's go no telling. All the I time. just was about to be really judgy that like. No, no, it's fucking balls cold. I think the warmest it got today was 40. Um, okay. But anyway, so he's wearing this hat and somebody was like, what interesting hat. And he's like, yeah, it's called a blah, 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 blah. And I'm standing behind him when he says that. I'm like, what a nerd. And he looks at me and he's like. I love that this is our first in-person interaction. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. yes. He's like, professional relationship for a year. The first time I ever meet you in person, immediately insulted. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, this I, is what I do to friends. I'm like, I, this is the bar. It has been set. This is what you can expect. I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's okay though, because he mentioned that I'm I majored in global conspiracy theory and assassinations, and I'm like global affairs and conflict but yes like also not wrong so mm-hmm. anyway that was my tangent and i'm done back to the story anyway the dead of time because we need a transition word otherwise hannah beth gets mad no not as, I not as cat gets, gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's mainly just cat getting mad and hannah beth is like i i, I get mad on hannah beth's behalf because she's too nice to get mad that's fair. <laughs> like, I, I can't really picture her getting, like, big mad. I mean, it probably has happened. I just can't picture. Here, here's the thing. I 100% believe Hannah Beth is capable of getting big mad. I think it would be absolutely terrifying. Because it's... Ooh, I take that as such a good compliment. It, Thank you. It's the people who you're like, I could never imagine them being... Ma- They're the I scariest. Will fuck you up. They're the scariest. I will fuck you up so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they will rip your self-esteem to shreds. But anyway. Because I've been collecting data for two years. Yes. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they did have time. Well, Colin's future girlfriends better watch their back. They got no problem as long as they're nice. And that's what I tell everybody yeah. when people are like, your, your son's going to be a heartbreaker. You're going to have to beat girls away with a stick. Okay, number one, no, my son is not because I'm going to teach him to be respectful and to communicate. Um, and no, I'm not going to beat girls away with a stick. I mean, I, yes, I would like him to wait until he's like 16 to date. But as long as they're all respectful, and by respectful, I mean kind and not insulting me, Um or actively trying to undermine rules that you set in your yes. household. Thank you. Yeah, for, for me, it's like, I, I don't give a shit if you say sir or ma'am when you walk in my house, but if you're trying to actively get my kid to... Like, like maybe please don't, because I like not feeling ancient. Yeah, right? But like, the... It, what Hannah Beth said, as long as they're not like encouraging my kid to break curfew, we're fine. But anyway, the dead of time. <clears throat> what the fuck was that? Me trying to focus. Yeah, look at that. I keep going on fucking tangents when I said I wasn't going to. Um, uh, so she said, uh, oh, right. I fucked up that sentence. That's how we got off on this. <clears throat> Murdered. <laughs> there we go. It was the truth, of course, though she let the implication that she had been the one to kill them hang in the air while the Dursleys quivered in fear of her. She enjoyed their fear, and was half tempted to track down a boggart and release it upon the muggles, if only to see herself reflected back in the image of the creature. Slytherin. She's such a snake. 
Petunia's crying distracted Maya from her pleasant thoughts. That's such a fucking good sentence. A plus, Shia. A plus. What do you want from us? Right now? Come with me, Maya said, and walked over to the hallway to stand in front of a small door. Vernon and Petunia caught her meeting, meaning immediately, and, with Padfoot snarling behind them, slowly stepped into the cupboard under the stairs. Vernon had to go in sideways, and Petunia let out a piercing cry when he stomped on one of her feet. Maya smiled pleasantly, as Sirius transformed back into a human so he could stand at her side as they leaned against the doorway. They watched, smiles on their faces, as Petunia was crushed against the wall by her husband while they tried to fit into the tiny space that was unfit for a house elf, let alone a child. "'What are you gonna do?' Vernon asked, officially frightened. Maya stared at the man and then turned to look at Sirius. "'What do you think, love?' Sirius grinned. "'I say we lock them inside.' For how long? How old was Harry when they finally let him out of it? Sirius asked, his focus narrowed on the muggles. Eleven, Maya answered, ignoring the gasp of terror that left Petunia's mouth. Eleven years. That ought to be long enough, Sirius said, and then slammed the door shut, locking it from the outside. Vernon and Petunia began screaming. Sirius and Maya made their way into the kitchen before they started laughing. He rushed up behind her, gripping her hips and pressing himself against her arse. Would it be twisted to fuck you on their kitchen counters? He asked, before leaning forward and capturing her ear between his teeth. Okay, a little bit serial killer-y there. Like, that's a little fucked up. <laughs> I yes! Mean that reminds me, you remember that Criminal Minds episode Wait, where no. it was like those two people who kept like shooting people and, and like then, making out and stuff? Yeah, and that was, like, yeah, murdering people with their foreplay. Yes, yes, I do, do remember you mean, that episode. Do, yes. You mean the Americans? Just like the whole show, the Americans? Oh God, I think I've only seen like one or two episodes. I need to watch I it. got two episodes in and literally the whole thing is them being spies and getting off yeah. on fucking people up. Fair. <sighs> Okay, yep, no more tangents till the chapter's over. Write it down. Okay. Maya giggled and pulled away from him. Yes, it would be incredibly twisted. Sirius pouted. So, what are we really going to do with the muggles? Well, we haven't used magic on them, so other than threats, which they wouldn't even know how to report, we've really done nothing wrong, legally speaking. I suppose we'll let them out in an hour or so, once we're done pilfering their liquor cabinet. And you think that one hour locked in that cupboard is enough for everything they did to Harry? Maya shook her head and sighed. Not even close. They starved him. Literally. She said, clenching her teeth. One hour today won't lessen my anger over that. Which is why I imagine I'll come back in a month or so and do this all over again. Lily would approve. Sirius pointed out. Nope. Oh. Wouldn't. Shit. <laughs> Apostrophe T. That reminds me, you said something so fucked up last week that I was like, that is incorrect, ma'am. <laughs> it's going to bug me. I texted it. I'm going to go back and find it again because it's going to really bother me. Because the fans will appreciate that I did notice. 
Anyway, continue. This is we're glad Hannah Beth is back. We're terrible without adult supervision. You call this adult supervision? Yeah, I was about to say the tangents have been even worse. Be nice. But Lily. Well, mommy's had spiked eggnog in a tequila shot, so she's not on. <laughs> Please do not ever call mommy ever again. What the fuck? <laughs> nope. Oh I need so much more tequila for that. <laughs> we broke Claire. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh my god, she would like step away. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Claire, was not that funny? My god. Oh my god. You need to get out more. <laughs> no. She put too much no, time on the You was the repeated snorting. <laughs> Which Can't one of you? Which one of you kept snorting? Me? Yeah. You know I snort when I laugh. I, I was fine with the first one, the second one got me, and the third one broke me. No. One of them was me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's both of you. Okay. Huh. We're good. <laughs> okay. Lily wouldn't. Yes. <clears throat> Lily wouldn't approve. Sirius pointed out. Looking only slightly guilty. <laughs> so you just keep thinking of Hannah Beth's face when Kat called her mommy. Did you understand anything she just said? No. Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found the thing that she said last week that I was like, that is not right. Um, you said gross baby Dumbledore <laughs> instead of gross baby Baltimore. Oops. And I was like, get it to going. No. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, and no, it, the issue is that I keep picturing your face when Kat called you mommy. No. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, it doesn't help that right after she said that, different. my page refreshed and some trashy book page that I follow <laughs> popped up and be like unhelpful I don't know why but the trend of people going daddy sorry daddy sorry <clears throat> daddy sorry like, that's that's just what I have in my head uh, it's bad anyway so I'm gonna just keep reading I have a tangent about this but we have to continue we have to we oh my god how long is this audio so you don't want to know just go uh Lily wouldn't approve. Lily wouldn't approve, Sirius pointed out, looking only slightly guilty. Maya nodded with a smile. No, but Jamie would have. Oh, fuck me. October 31st, 1998. God damn it, I'm wearing fucking mascara. Um, Maya woke up on the morning of Halloween, remembering spending the holiday... Yeah. We need all of Kat's face. Cat, Cat, angle your laptop down. We need to see your face. Thank you. Maya woke up on the morning of Halloween, remembering spending the holiday with her muggle parents so long ago. Her mother would dress her as a rabbit or a kitten when she was very young, and, ironically, once as a witch. 
Then her father would take her hand and lead her door to door to collect sweets before returning home to dig through her treasures and pick out the least offending pieces before taking his turn at the door to hand out toothbrushes to the costumed children who came knocking, officially making them the least popular house in their neighborhood. Man, I wish somebody could make a free toothbrush. When she went to Hogwarts, all Halloween activities were limited to school. Even then, there was not much in the way of dressing up and eating sweets. She met with a troll during her first Halloween at Hogwarts, and, instead of chocolate bars, she walked away with two best friends. The years that followed were not any better. A petrified cat and an open chamber of secrets. Sirius Black, purportedly an escaped murderer, attacking the fat lady. Harry's name coming out of the Goblet of Fire. Maya was surprised that, with a history of bad things happening on Halloween, that she had chosen that specific date to lose her virginity to Remus. She wondered if, perhaps, it had been an attempt to erase all of the bad memories of the holiday that she had experienced. Or maybe it was to forget what the future had in store. James jumped over the end of the long red sofa in the Gryffindor common room to find her curled up on the other end with Sirius's head in her lap. The couple was jostled by James's rough landing, and he chuckled when one of fin uh, Maya's fingernails dug a little too sharply into Sirius's scalp. Fuck off, prongs. Go find yourself another sofa. What if I came for the company? Then find yourself another witch. This one's taken, Sirius said, sighing happily when Maya started playing with his hair again. James eyed them both. Taken? Is that right, Maya? He didn't mean it like that, she insisted, blushing. James rolled his eyes. Right, so this is platonic head petting? he asked, gesturing to Sirius's head buried in Maya's lap. Always has been. Jamie, where's Lily? Maya asked, trying to distract her brother from the awkward conversation he was trying to start. She had been broken up with Remus, officially, for almost two months, and, despite the fact that she and Sirius were obviously in love with one another, the two had silently decided to avoid the subject of an actual relationship. It appeared that their mutual decision to ignore the obvious was bothering their friends and family to an extreme level. Well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about myself, yeah, no, not about you. No, no, oh, I know, yeah. I know. I was like, I need context. <laughs> no, no, it what was we talking the about? most frustrating thing because we were like, so you're together. And she was like, no. And I'm like, but you're together every Friday and Saturday night and you guys talk nonstop until like two o'clock in the morning. So you're together. And she goes... Well, yes, we do all those things, but we're not together. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we were in high school, what are you guys going to date already? We're not. Then why are you acting like it? I don't know. Typical. <laughs> damn it. God fucking damn it. New girl. Uh, a white man? Now! What's Gary to do about it? Nothing. Typical! <laughs> <laughs> I love such Schmidt. a such a good show. You you Yous. would like New Girl. You would like New Girl a lot. You should watch it. Anyway, I'm still waiting for whatever's gonna happen because yeah. I don't see. Okay. She's getting ready for the Halloween feast. James said with a grin. Are you two coming down? In a bit. Sirius answered. Maya shrugged. Maybe I. I don't feel much like celebrating Halloween. Why not? It's the best holiday just after Christmas and our birthday, James declared. I just don't like Halloween, she said, getting irritated. 
Sirius snorted, muttering, That's not what Mooney says. Maya growled and pinched his ear. You two are getting ridiculous, James said, shaking his head and laughing. Sirius slept soundly in bed next to her, his face tucked into the pillow, one arm hanging off the end of the bed and the other wrapped around her waist. She had gone to sleep early, only to wake up when he stumbled into the room close to four in the morning, smelling of muggle scotch. She had been worried about him drinking alone, but then she heard a loud bang outside their bedroom door and opened it to find Remus unconscious at the foot of the stairs, smelling worse than Sirius. She had levitated her best friend to his room and sent a Patronus to Tonks, letting her know where her husband was, only to receive one back from the Auror, indicating that she knew this would happen. Both Sirius and Remus apparently had a habit of spending the night before and the night of Halloween drinking, in an attempt to forget the past. Maya's fingers traced over the tattoos on Sirius's back lightly, smiling when the phoenix on his shoulder turned its head to rub against the pad of her index finger. Below it sat two shaded silhouettes, one of a doe and the other of a stag. She ran her fingers over the stag and frowned. Leaning forward, she wiggled her way out of Sirius's grip and reached across his back to place a kiss to the tattoo memorializing her brother. I miss him too, Sirius muttered, as her lips pressed against him. Maya swallowed down her grief and then whispered against his spine, I want to go to Godric's Hollow. I'm so confused. Claire forgot what chapter happens. I uh, now now I know what's happening next. Um Halloween is when James and Lily died. Oh. So that's why the drinking. And that's why when he was like, I love Halloween, don't you? And she was like, that's a match. Because she knew it was coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. So that is that that's why all of this is going on because this is now the anniversary of their death and it's the first one that she's had since since knowing Jamie. Yes, because when she left the past, Jamie was still alive and now she's in the future where he's dead. Well, so okay. yeah. <laughs> Unpleasant. But anyway, um yeah, so uh I will not be wearing mascara in the next chapter. And we will go from there. Um, okay. To quote Devil Wears Prada, gird your loins. Speaking of stately And by gird your loins, <laughs> I mean uh, gird your emotions. Because it's going to hurt. This is going to hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Anyway. I forgot that this gets chapped up. Yeah, no, I, I knew I knew the chapter was coming. I just, I didn't remember when and purposefully you didn't look it, it up. You said it literally in last episode. I'm playing Russian roulette with my emotions. Yes. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, while we get ourselves together, uh, let's thank our patrons. Our November foxes are Muggle Trucker, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Professor Magana Got It Going On, Claire Soothes My ADHD Goblin Brain, Tori, Stacy, Patrick, Leanne, Camille, Martina, Shannon, Atlas, Sandra, Morgan, Nicole, Kayla, Claire, Amber, Jordan, Sarah, Crystal, Kenny, Ryland, Carissa, April, Kaylin, Carly, Diana, Karina, Melissa, Kara, Audrey, Sarah, Another One for the Baby Jar, Ryder, Tessa, Cauldron Mist, and Samantha. 
And thank you so much to all of our Patreons. We appreciate your continued support. We love you. Thank you for keeping this podcast alive and running for three years now. Fucking wild. Um, and with that, we will see you next. Fire Whiskey Friday. Watcha. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.